Hello everyone. Today is going to be a little different than normal, uh, mostly because I am recording by myself. Uh, Brian's still on his hiatus at the moment from finals, uh, vacation, and moving. Uh, very big month for him, and the month after probably as well. Um, and as a prelapse, also in June, um, the weekend of the 11th, I will be in Washington for the Take the Tower uh, CDH tournament. And July, uh, the weekend of the 22nd and 24th, um, planning on being in Washington again for Command Fest in Bellevue. Um, but uh, that aside, and preambles about when we may or may not be recording regularly, we're hoping to have the episodes up those week of some kind, most likely pre-recorded deck texts or things like that, especially with what we're about to talk about, or hopefully what you're here to listen for. Uh, today I'm talking about something that we as a group have been working on and trying to prepare for public consumption, and that is... Commander Melee. Now, the name, while currently it's, it's a cool name, um, it's possible there's other things out there that have a similar name. I know we were enlightened on the Commander Melee Monday YouTube show, <clears throat> and the people who do it are great people, so suggest you go check that out. Um, but the name is a work in progress. We, it may get changed. Who knows? Um, we just were trying to have an acronym for EDH that did not immediately sit on top of another one, like competitive EDH as CDH, Termin EDH as TEDH, uh, Popper EDH as PDH. Um, now with that, what is Commander Melee? Well, Commander Melee is what we've been trying to figure out as a solution to the whole what is casual, what is CDH, you know, what's okay to bring to your table, uh, settling discourse, things like that, and trying to make sure you always have a deck that's not a problem or that no one brings a deck that's a problem. And we thought about, well, what can we do to make competitive meet casual and have a deck that you can take to anything except these won't the decks for this might not necessarily coincide to competitive to be fair there's just too many powerful things there but what commander melee is as a standpoint is the cards that we're having in this format are going to be only cards that are printed in sets that have commander in the name, commander specifically in the intent, like commander decks, um, or the friends forever cards, or commander in the text. And that's not as many cards available as most commander players are used to. It's at the moment, uh, thanks to Lynn V. Frank, who helped sort things out for the current, because when we first started this, it was 
pre-Kamigawa when we counted up. And now, from what we have divulged, it is currently 3,392 cards, I believe. And with that, we've been testing, trying over the last couple months, you know, very among ourselves to try and not, you know, break it before we were trying to break it before we did anything with it. But we found it very hard to. And there's very few things we found that broke the, the format idea. And... With that, it's, sorry, correction, 3,362 cards with over 400 legendaries and over 25 planeswalkers that could be your commander. Before considering any pairings uh, with partner or background combinations. Now, that's a lot, and that's going to be a lot to work with. And... As more commander sets come out, or more sets come out and commander decks are released for them, the meta will slowly expand itself. And we're hoping that the cost of entry stays as low as it is, because uh, right now it seems like we've inadvertently it automatically cuts out like all the old cards that are on the reserve list that people just can't get a hold of or cost you like 200 to 300 bucks a pop like mana crypt wheel of fortune lion's eye diamond mocks this mocks that you, you get it i mean cards that people constantly fight over on twitter or discords about what proxying this or not being able to proxy that or uh play within your budget and think no that's not what it should be about a commander has always been about building something you want to build <clears throat> and you know it shouldn't have to be about this gatekeeping or that or whatever you know i don't like this play style or you shouldn't play that or this feels bad and a lot of that is just immediately removed from the discussion it's we found it very hard to find things that were needing to have a conversation before the game with this uh, there are a few things that people might immediately see and say well jeweled lotus is still around okay so Yes, there is potential to get a commander out very quickly with a luck of the draw jeweled lotus. But that doesn't benefit you as much in this uh, meta, so to speak, <clears throat> as it would in other formats of commander. There's still Krark and Sakashima. But they also don't have nearly any of the tools that they have in CDH to just cause problems. And they very much rely on one or two flips a turn. There's also very few tutors that aren't fetch for lands in the environment. I think I, if I remember correctly from counting yesterday, it's like 21, 22, 
cards that search your deck for cards that aren't lands. Um, probably the most prominent might be Vampiric Tutor. Uh, the, the other black tutor is Diabolic Tutor. There's a white enchantment tutor or uh, equipment tutor. Blue has a spell tutor. Most of the ones that put it on top of your deck. Very few go directly to your hand. And at the time, that very much limits the ability to build a combo deck that will go off too quickly. Um, there's still plenty of card draw. Um, this incites an environment where people will utilize more cards that they want to play. Less things are just less cards designed for commander are going to be immediately bad. I still hold on to the thing, the thought that thriving lands are terrible, but <laughs> that's also me. Um, you know, there's a lot of cards. Still, a lot of people have mentioned, you know, 3,000-something cards doesn't seem like a lot to build with a commander. But this is an environment much more like modern or pioneer or, or standard that constantly operate off of a smaller card pool than we're used to. And this is going to formulate itself into a much more balanced, friendly and fair environment. Now, at the time, this is currently operating off of all of the rules, bannings, and stances of the Wizards of the Coast Commander rule sheets that get printed in most precons and from the Commander Rules Committee. Because if a card is too strong for normal Commander and it's in this environment, it's going to be too strong for this environment. Period. How could it not be too strong? And this is going to allow people to have a deck built for this, which could be very easily just maybe a couple pre-cons of the same color combination that get meshed together a little bit. You know, and the amount of money that you may have to spend to build such a deck is far less than buying one card for a competitive deck. Um, we're imagining in most points, unless you really want a Dockside Extortionist and a Jeweled Lotus in every deck you play, your deck's going to cost less than both of those cards combined. And those two cards, while yes, they are still very good in regular Commander, don't seem to exacerbate a situation in this as much. You don't just instantly win off of Dockside, you know? And if we come across situations that we are revealed to be too much, too polarizing, or skewing the meta in literally one card or deck's favor, we, like most rules committee or, or magic situations, will take action and investigation into it and see if actions need to be taken to prevent a toxic or unfun, repetitive environment. The end goal is creating a scenario where if you show up with eight friends to play this, it's highly likely 
that all of you could be playing different commanders and have a different play experience each time with little to no feel bats. Obviously, the way people play may take part into that, but we can't control that with rules very effectively. Um, I imagine that in some situations, kingmaking or spite plays or judging people for their threat assessment, that's, that's on you. That's not something any environment for any format is going to be able to control. And if people do that, and that's not the fault of you or your deck building. That is on them. And that's a situation that, unfortunately, is going to happen in any game, any format, any genre. There's going to be people that you're going to have disagreements with about how they do things. We're not trying to mitigate that. What we're trying to do is mitigate the environment where money plays an issue, where uh, casual or competitive is polarizing you with your friends. Uh, you can still build these decks to be very strong and fierce against other decks like it in this environment. Whereas you could take that same deck and play normal commander with it and be able to casually play with other decks obviously this these decks aren't going to be able to hold weight in most cases against competitive decks but it, if you were going to build a competitive deck you could easily take something like this and get all those big cards or in most situations for competitive players you could proxy those big cards and then when you go to play a normal game or a normal commander game or a melee commander game, you could take those proxies out for normal cards that didn't cost you a fortune. Most cards are going to cost you under $5 in most cases, especially if you're building something fun that you haven't seen a lot of. <laughs> There's a lot of cards out there that are 25 cents a pop, even for rares and mythics. And it's just because when they print commander decks or they print commander sets, they print a lot of them. And normally they reprint cards from those commander sets in other commander sets or pre-cons. Sometimes they make them standard and stuff. If a card you want to play has been printed in one of those, it's legal. Unless it's specifically banned by the commander uh, rules committee or wizards in commander in general that's basically it it's not a whole lot to really digest the hardest part about this is knowing what you can and can't play so <clears throat> with that um like i said uh and a very great person, and I hope friend, uh, Lindsay Frank, uh, who exclusively uses Scryfall, helped us organize a little bit of a search thing there. And we've attached it into the main pinned thread of the low-tech Twitter. 
and we will be linking it as well into our Discord of the scryfall of what's legal at this time and when Bother's Gate comes out for now. Now, if you're using something like Gatherer, uh, it's going to be harder to use Gatherer Mobile to find the right cards. Um, it's easier uh, if you were on the uh, gatherer.wizards.com and under advanced search I would normally if I want to try and find a card that does something I normally type in the rule text what I'm looking for and in expansion I type in commander now when you do that it's going to bring up a list of all the sets don't click on any of the sets just click commander as at And that will make your search completely limited to only cards that are in Commander sets. However, I do also add Commander as the format. What that does is also eliminates banned cards. So if a card is banned in Commander, it won't pop up on that search. It seems less complicated uh, to use either one of those to find something. The only other things that you're going to find outside of that are going to be cards with Partner, Partner With, and Friends Forever at this time. Um, if more things are released that are very Commander-intended, uh, they may get added to that. Uh, at this time, we feel that Companion is not a Commander mechanic. And is not intended for Commander in general, period. Uh, it, it, the only rules that Companion really has for Commander is that it has to match your color identity. That's like any card. And it says it's your 101st card. Mm, no. Now, when you look at Partner With, it has rules for the legendaries of it that when they're your Commander, the partner can be your partner with can be your commander as well that's very explicitly intended as a commander rule and so the partner with partner and friends forever are melee legal at the time companions not because uh, it's not currently printed in any of the commander sets if the companions to get printed in then we revisit it the ones that were not printed and go from there. Uh, yeah, it's a currently a very short episode. Um, again, mostly because I'm recording it by myself. Not as much banter and such. But we are very much looking to get people's opinions. Um, things that they've found while trying this out. And go from there on trying to make sure that we foster a very welcoming uh, ease of access environment for players. If it takes off, that's great. I'm happy. And and all of my team that's helped me so far with this will be happy. If it doesn't, you know, that's okay too. Because there's formats of Commander and such that are not for everybody. Like, you may not like CDH, or you may only play CDH, or you may, may not like casual. That's just how it is. Not everybody's going to be into it. 
but you can at least take one of these decks you built for this and still play it casually, no problem. There's very highly unlikely situations where your deck for melee is going to be too strong for a casual pod. If you feel like you would rather take a precon or something, uh, the precon is basically a starter deck for melee. It's going to be able to hold its weight. It may not always win, but you know what? It's versus four people. Saying you have a 50% chance, I mean, your deck is really good because you have 50% chance against three people. In 1v1, 50% chance sounds normal. Now, if you have a deck that you think is only a 25%, that's a normal commander ratio. Because that means versus four people, you have a, a fair chance. And that is what we are expecting from Commander Melee. Uh, again, short episode. Uh, not much else to really talk about there. But before I go, and before I go to editing this and putting on a and music and stuff, uh, there's one more thing that I want to mention. And this is very important. Uh, honestly, it's more important than um, pushing a really cool format that we've worked on. And that's being inclusive and accepting of other players. Do it. Like, that's that's all there is to it. Like, if you can't handle treating someone else like a person with respect, then you're probably not going to be welcome at our, at my table. Um, and I probably won't want to play at your table. I try and do my best to surround myself with very happy, inclusive, accepting people because I know that I'm a different kind of person. And... If I expect them to be understanding of my issues, because high social anxiety, uh, PTSD, things like that, then I would expect that same person to be accepting of someone else who's also different from me, or them. Yes, this is explicitly ref also referring to, very distinctly, the treatment and mistreatment of those who are BIPOC, minorities, transgender, lesbian, bisexual, gay, queer. If you're any of those things, those types of people, you're still a person. And everyone should treat everyone as such. Period. Full stop. End of discussion. Have a nice day and shuffle up, everybody. <laughs>